Sam Howell is the official starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders when we get to the regular season. So we're going to talk about that, how he did in practice in our Howell Watch, and we're going to hear from your starting quarterback on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Commanders, the daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And I want to give a special thank you to our everydayers who come through on a consistent basis as you do to support the show. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me via text message simply by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders i'm your host david harrison on twitter at d harrison 82 credential member of the media covering your washington commanders for commander country part sports illustrated's fan nation and of course here for you on the locked on commanders podcast five days a week pretty much minimum every week monday through friday of course weeks like this one we're going to have another practice on saturday so you will get another episode of locked on commanders coming on saturday and then of course we've got game day monday night so early tuesday I will be with you looking to go live from FedEx Field after that game, after we watch the performance by all the Washington Commanders, including starting quarterback Sam Howell. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On this episode of Locked On Commanders, we are going to hear from Washington Commanders starting quarterback Sam Howell, officially official. And we're also going to unveil our Howell Watch number 18 uh, in the series here as we finish up practice on Friday and check in with how Sam Howell Howell did in his first practice as the official starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. Uh, But first, we are going to talk about that announcement that, yes, Sam Howell officially is officially the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders heading into week one against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, we still have preseason football left to play. Sam Howell and the starters will play on Monday night. Ron Rivera did confirm to us Friday morning during the press conference when he also came in and announced what we all pretty much have assumed, right, and that Sam Howell was going to be the starting quarterback. In that press conference, Ron Rivera said, quote, I talked with assistant head coach and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and quarterbacks coach Tavita Pritchard yesterday and after our first preseason game and both joint practices, I'm going to name Sam Howell our starter this year going forward in this really that simple from an announcement standpoint. Now, obviously, we talked to Coach Rivera about more than that, and this is really just confirmation, right, of everything that we've kind of been saying. Uh, I went on I went on uh, the Trapper Dive podcast recently this week. I had Sam Fortier on my podcast from the Washington Post. We've talked about it here on Locked On Commander several times every day, as you remember all those conversations. And look, we've been covering Sam Howell and tracking his 11-on-11 reps in practice. Why? Because we have believed really from the jump of training camp from before even training camp, OTAs, mini camp and all that, that he was indeed going to be the starting quarterback for this football team. And that is what has transpired. That is what has uh, gone in. So something that I think is is important to to look at when we talk about this being officially official uh, decision is the, the contrasting opinions about Sam Howell, where some people say this team, this franchise really hasn't had a very full size to go off of with Sam Howell to believe that he can be the future of this organization or lead this team into this season the way that, that they're expecting him to. And the counterpoint that the only counterpoint we really have, right, because we can't manufacture more reps, we can't manufacture 
more games started. Like he started week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys. There's no other regular season starts available until we get to week one against the Arizona Cardinals. So that's really all we can go off of until we have more to work with. So really when you talk about there only being a small sample size of play to look at when you're evaluating Sam Howell and gauging whether or not it's a smart decision for the Washington Commanders to roll with him as their starting quarterback this season, you do only have that one start. But in that one start, he did something that not many Washington quarterbacks have done. In fact, no Washington quarterbacks have done since Robert Griffin III did it. And I got to give a shout out to my guy, Zach Peerless, on Twitter at Zach underscore Peerless. That's Z-A-C-H underscore P-E-R-E-L-E-S of CBS Sports, who's been out here at training camp every day with us out here in Ashburn. He pointed out to me during practice that Sam Howell's deep completion to Terry McLaurin in Week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys, you'll remember that fondly, that one last season, 52 yards, was the first 50, 50 was the first air yards pass of 50 yards or more in Washington Commanders history since Robert Griffin III's time with the organization. So from Robert Griffin III to Sam Howell, no other Washington quarterback during that stretch had a pass that was completed with an air yard traveled measurement of 50 yards or more. And that pass specifically went for 52 air yards. So that's something that I think is incredibly important. And when you talk about the struggles that this Washington Commanders offense and, and team has really had over the years since RG3 and those injuries derailed his career, now to the point where we have Sam Howell, the ability to really threaten offenses with a quarterback, with a passing game, and make them respect that, which goes into goes hand in hand with the running game. And if the running game is going well, your play action goes well. All of those things trickle down into each other, the trickle down, trickle up economics of an offense. So the fact that Sam Howell in one start, yes, it's only one start. So a lot of people are looking at and saying, how can you trust this dude after one regular season start, one preseason start? How can you look at Sam Howell as the starting quarterback of your team in one regular season start? He did something that no quarterback from RG3 to himself in one start has was able to do. And that was push the ball downfield to a rate that we hadn't seen before Sam Howell since RG3. So I think that's kind of important on the things they potentially do. I'm not telling you to expect RG3-type debut season, but Sam Howell is a very competent, very solid uh, quarterback in his own right. So while there's a small sample size, uh, there's things to take from it that are encouraging uh, as well. Now, Ron Rivera was asked why he waited until after the Cleveland Browns preseason game, after the joint practices, to make the announcement uh, official. And he basically said that he wanted to see Sam Howell confirm to them on the field in his play that he can do the things that they believed that he could do. And then after the Cleveland Browns game, especially that third drive, the touchdown drive that he was able to orchestrate 10 plays, 80 yards, 26-yard touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson. And after the practices, and then specifically after the Baltimore Ravens joint practices where there are some differing opinions, but from the day that I watched the Washington Commanders offense, Sam Howell looked really sharp, really good. And at worst, most people are saying that it was a very even matchup. And that Baltimore Ravens defense over there is pretty stinking solid. So even if you come away with an even draw matchup, that's a lot better than I think a lot of people expected from Young Howell uh, and this offense. And then, of course, growing through training camp, growing into the game, growing into the Baltimore uh, joint practices. And Ron said that those Baltimore joint practices, the the leadership, the poise that he was able to show during those really kind of sealed the deal for him. So big day for quarterback Sam Howell, big day for the Washington Commanders. And, of course, all eyes were on Sam uh, today. But, of course, I, our, our, our eyes have been on Sam Howell all during training camp, right? So number 18, installment number 18, of the Howell watches coming up. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. 
You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view of the day every day. Don't forget, we will be back tomorrow, Saturday, following weekend practice for the Washington Commanders before we take the day off Sunday. Then we've got Monday Night Football, so we'll have an episode following the game live from FedEx Field. Aiming to go live, we'll see how it works out, but shooting for a live episode. Of course, if you got to work, if you got to go to school, whatever it is, uh, it'll be up there on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Every day is greatly appreciate you for coming through on a regular basis like you do uh, and looking forward to speaking to you after yet another game after again the practice coming saturday looking forward to meeting any commanders fans that come out here last day for commanders fans to join us at practice coming on saturday so if you're out here definitely make sure you stop me say hello even if you said hi before make sure you say hi uh, again that happened uh, today on friday there was there was a fan that i met at a previous practice they uh they hollered at me shout out to me we were able to catch up again always great to do that howl watch number 18 coming up now in his first practice as the official starting quarterback of your Washington Commanders. Howell completed 11 of his 15 pass attempts and 11 on 11 team drills with several smart and accurate throws that have kind of become the fuel for his growth and, and the growing following he's getting from fans and the endorsements that he's getting really across the beat here from media members. His best two throws of the days, arguably two of his best throws, not his best two, but two of his best throws came in seven on sevens. One was a deep connection to start receiver Terry McLaurin. We'll talk about another one of those here in just a second. And then you had another one uh, to Jahan Dotson that went for a nice catch, nice throw, nice gain, uh, another explosive play that would have come in seven on sevens. Of course, we don't chart seven on sevens here. We chart the 11 on 11s. So let's go through and break this down. On the first set of 11 on 11 plays, Sam Howe brought his offense out and started off the drive or started off the session with the run play. But his first pass was completed a short right route, right side route to running back Brian Robinson. His next pass fell incomplete on a short middle route to Cole Turner uh, that simply was just defended pretty much the way your run-of-the-mill pass. Some of them are good. Some of them uh, end up on the ground. Uh, you could call it a drop by Cole Turner. Uh, Cole Turner, a little bit of a struggling type day uh, trying to catch the ball, had, did have some drops. Of course, he wasn't alone. He was joined by some of his teammates. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, next pass was completed left to right side drag route. So John Dotson lined up on the left side of the offensive formation running a dra drag route across the formation to the right side. Sam Howe allowed him to clear the running backs, or the linebackers, rather, uh, and connected with him on that pass. And then the final pass of the first set was a short right side route to tight end John Bates. So Sam Howe, three for four on his first set of the day, starting off pretty solid for the first team offense. Set number two was mostly a run set. There were a couple of pass attempts. One drop back turned into a practice sack. So as always, I don't chart the pass. They did complete the play, throw the ball, but I don't chart that because... He was sacked, and uh, whether you whether you think that would be an offensive line problem, whether you think that would be a quarterback problem, we'd have to go back and watch the 22, which we don't get at practice. So I can't tell you exactly whose fault that was, uh, but there was a sack there. The only pass he threw was a left-side out route to wide receiver De'Ami Brown. Of course, 
he and Diami are very familiar with each other. You'll hear me ask Sam about that relationship uh, here at the end of the episode. So one for one in set two. Not a lot of throwing happening in that set. So he completed his only pass. Set three, we got back to throwing the ball a little bit. First pass completed was an inside slant route by Jahan Dotson, but he broke it off and broke back outside uh, towards the middle right of the formation, and that was completed to Jahan Dotson. Then second pass was an incomplete pass, seam route target to Brian Robinson. B-Rob was wide open on the seam. Sam Howell just left it a little too far uh, ahead of him. That's going to be something that we really haven't seen too much of in practice, so expect to see that a little bit more maybe even in the preseason game, see if we can get Sam Howell to get that thing a little bit more on the money. But it's a really well-designed play uh, in totality and a really smart play that could really help uh, this offense. Third play of the game was probably the best pass of the day that we saw from Sam Howell. Deep left side pass to Terry McLaurin in the end zone or went for a, for a touchdown, ended up in the end zone, went for a touchdown uh, over the top of three commander's defenders. He had three defenders chasing him down wearing burgundy, but the guy in white and burgundy came down with the ball. Terry McLaurin, the fans were incredibly happy or happy to uh, to hear about that. We've got gates crashing all around me. It's really windy out here. I think uh, my audio is fine. Hopefully it is because it's super windy out here. Set four, start off with a completed screen pass to Curtis Samuel. Second pass was a double move run by John Bates. And I'll tell you what, guys, it might be the cleanest route I have ever seen from tight end John Bates. That one coming against cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, who was vis visibly frustrated after the play. Uh, look, Emmanuel Forbes, I was actually planning on talking about him more on today's episode. I will tell you this, he looks solid. Yes, he got beat on that route, but that's only one route, so don't take it too harshly. Looked very solid in practice today. I will be watching him and Quad Martin again tomorrow, and we'll be talking more about those two youngsters. But two for two on that set. Uh, right there. And then the third pass was a right to left side in route just out of reach of Cole Turner. I put that one on Sam Howell just a little too far outside. So two for three in the fourth set of 11 on 11s. Getting to our fifth set of 11 on 11s, the last one. Uh, very first pass, 0 for 1. Cole Turner off his hands, nearly intercepted. Uh, one member of the media did say he thought it got intercepted. So it was kind of, it was one of those things that would go to the booth. I don't know if it was intercepted or not, but potentially intercepted off the hands of Cole Turner. Cole Turner actually injured his finger on the play. Had to get some treatment, but he was able to return to practice shortly after that. Next pass was a screen to Brian Robinson, completed, making him one for two. And then a short left route to Brian Robinson, making Sam Howell two for three. The final play of that set was also a completion to tight end John Bates. Bates did have a drop during one pass session of seven on sevens that was nearly intercepted by Khalid Hudson. Again, another one that likely would have gone to review, but I didn't see the defense celebrating. Typically means it was not intercepted. So that's pretty much our breakdown for Sam Howell. On day 18, Curtis Samuel, like I mentioned, Cole Turner had some drops. Curtis Samuel had some drops. There were just some uncharacteristic drops by a couple of receivers, a couple, you know, one receiver, one tight end during practice today. But unlike the practice right before the joint practices with the Baltimore Ravens began, Sam Howell did not join his teammates in some of the mental uh, mistakes and struggles. So that was good to see, especially on his first day. So 11, uh, first day officially as the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. So 11 for 15, uh, but at least two of them were drops. That makes him 13 for 15 when throwing catchable passes. And if you're going 13 for 15, uh, that's that's a pretty good number uh, for any quarterback to have. Neither of the uncatchables were close to being intercepted, making it uh, even a little bit better. Seven of his 15 passes were shorts or screen passes. The rest of those were intermediate throws or deep passes. One of my subtexters asked me for that kind of a breakdown. So there's those numbers for you. Some injury updates before we finish this segment of Locked On Commanders. Chase Young. Uh, with the singer still not out there for team drills. Logan Thomas not at practice again, dealing with a calf injury. Charles Leonard Jr. was not practicing on Friday. Uh, not sure what's going on with that. Don't get injury updates during, during preseason or preseason training camp. And we didn't talk to Ron Rivera after practice. So 
I know that Charles sat out part of the last practice against the Baltimore Ravens, continuing to sit out uh, into today. Andrew Wiley also not doing team drills. He did do individual drills, was on the sideline during team drills, but did not participate in them. Kendall Fuller also not at practice on Friday. Uh, and then Fedarian Mathis continuing to deal with some of his stuff. So uh, a lot of injuries starting to pile up so far. Still none of them considered super serious. We'll see how we get these veteran players. I honestly, guys, don't expect to see Chase Young probably doing much in, in the way the teams don't expect to see him play another preseason game. Probably the same with Logan Thomas. Uh, so you're probably going to wait until the regular season begins to see those two guys back. And again, didn't get run after practice. So if, if Kendall Fuller absents, Andrew Wiley, Charles Leno continues into tomorrow, We'll certainly be asking Ron Rivera about those players uh, on Saturday afternoon. We talked a bunch about the officially new starting quarterback of your Washington commander, Sam Howell. But now let's hear from Sam himself following the news. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. All right, final segment here of Locked On Commanders for today. Following practice on Friday, August 18th, day 18 of Washington Commanders training camp. And typically, you guys know this every day, as you know, I don't typically like to air a lot of press conference footage just because you can see press conferences uh, in many different places. Uh, but today is a little bit different, right? It's not every day that the quarterback you've been tracking all training camp day to day to day is officially announced as the starting quarterback. So even though we knew it was coming, it's still a special day for Sam Howell specifically, but for this team, for this franchise, for the offense, we'll see if this sparks some kind of turnaround. Certainly. Fans are getting excited. The media members are one by one getting in line, endorsing this move. I think everybody here can say that Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, a competition never has really been a competition. Sam Howell is undoubtedly the number one option for this team moving forward. So now that it's official, I thought it was worth making sure that if you didn't catch the press conference, if you didn't find anywhere else, if you didn't catch the whole thing, maybe you didn't hear everything, I went ahead, uh, I recorded it, and I polished up the audio as best I could. The reporters are a little echoey but sam howell is very clear i think that's the most important part you want to hear sam howell has to say you don't want to hear what we have to say but here it is the press conference my two questions are at the end of the video uh so here now your officially official starting quarterback of the washington commanders sam howell what's up sam? what's up what's up uh, so i made it official today just curious yeah i mean obviously a lot of excitement um you know i'm just super grateful you know for the opportunity that you know, coaches give me. Um, so just super thank. Shout out to Coach Rivera for just believing in me and always trusting me, really, since I got here. Um, you know, so I just shout out to him. Um, and just all my coaches, you know, EB, Tavita, uh, Zampezi, just Luke, all the guys, Jacoby. There's been so many guys here that have helped me in my development and my career um, that have ultimately led to the position I'm in today. So really just a shout out to all those guys. Was there a point during this process where you just felt like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm always I'm always confident in my abilities, um, and I'm always confident in my ability just to come out here and perform and do well for this football team. Um, but I think just throughout camp, you know, I think every single day I've gotten better and more comfortable, and I feel like I'm in a really good place right now with the offense, and I feel really good going out there every single day, and, and I feel good about my chances to go out there and execute. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he told he told both of us that he was going to announce it today. Um, but, you know, he just told me that he was excited for me and that he believes in me and that he trusts me. Um, so just to hear those words come from him, it means a lot. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, great coach. He's been around the game for a long time. So just to have his support and his confidence in me means a lot. Where do you feel like you took the biggest strides? Yeah, I mean, I just think I'm so much more comfortable than I was, especially last year. You know, I have kind of I have a year under my belt. I didn't play the whole year. 
Um, but just being here that year and learning so much, I feel like I've learned so much from a mental, from a mental standpoint, and I feel really comfortable going into this year. When you say you're comfortable going into this year, what specific parts of the offense, or where do you see that show up the most? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a confidence thing. Like when I step out on the field, like I'm confident in my abilities, I'm confident in the offense, I'm confident in my teammates, and I'm confident in the system. Um, and so when I'm confident in all those types of things, I can just go out there and, and just be myself and play free and play fast. And I feel like that's what I've been doing the past few weeks. Um, so I feel really good about it. Where do you feel like the quick game is at? Yeah, um, yeah, the quick game is, is awesome. You know, I love I love the, that kind of part of the offense that we have. Um, and it makes my job easy, kind of getting the ball out of my hands fast. I and mean, we have some really good weapons on the outside and that, that's a way to get the ball in their hands really fast. Um, so that's one of my favorite parts of the offense. <laughs> Ron was saying that the approach you kind of took was it was your job to lose. And so what was it like, you know, knowing that you kind of had to live up to those expectations day after day and um, just kind of putting that on the side? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't really think about it. You know, I just tried to do everything I could to come out here each and every day and just you know, just try to be the best player I could be. Um, I wasn't really worried about anyone else's expectations except for my own. You know, I have, I have very high standards for myself. Um, and so I just came out here every single day trying to be the best that I could. Um, and if I make a mistake, just try to learn from it. Um, and so from a mindset standpoint coming into this, I, it really wasn't anything different than what I'm, what I'm used to. Yeah, um, I was very pleased with their, uh, with their performance in Baltimore. Um, I thought there were some things in the Cleveland game we could have done a better job of, and I could have helped them guys. Like the one sack we had in Cleveland was my fault. Um, so I got to do a better job of helping those guys. Um, but I was very pleased with their performance in Baltimore. I thought they did a really good job, and they're starting to learn how to play together. Um, and once they do that, they're going to be really good. Say, everybody knows your story. You great college career, high draft rankings, fifth round pick. What does today personally mean for you? Yeah, I mean, it means a lot, of course. I mean, just to have this opportunity in front of me uh, means everything to me. But I think all the all of my work is ahead of me. And I know this is only, this is only the beginning. And I know I have a, a lot of work in front of me. And that's what I'm kind of focused on right now. Sam, what would you say you did throughout last season that prepared you to be able to grow throughout OTAs, throughout training camp that Rob was talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing just going through last year was just trying to have a positive mindset. You know, it was, the, it was really the first time in my life where I wasn't playing. And so just trying to attack every day still with the same mindset like I was playing so I could get that experience um, and have that experience under my belt going into this year. And really it's just a credit to the coaches. You know, Coach Zampese did a really good job last year in helping me in my development, even though I wasn't I wasn't playing. He still put so much time into me and he was committed to me. And so I, I think I thank him so much for that. Um, and just going into this offseason, just trying to take advantage of this opportunity that I have and just trying to sharp up every part of my game. Sam, Coach Ramirez said one of the things that he liked about you was that you have a really even keel. You don't get too high, too low. When did you kind of first figure out that that was your approach, that you were kind of able to stay the same mentally in your approach? Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably say it's kind of how I've always been. Um, ever since I was a kid and as far as I can remember playing sports, I've always kind of been that way. And that's something that my dad kind of taught me when I was young, especially when you're playing this position. You know, things are going to go well, things are going to go bad. but. At the end of the day, people are looking at you. Um, and so you got to just focus on what's next and <coughs> sorry, and focus on your teammates and trying to get everyone ready for, for what's next, whether it's something good or bad happened. Um, it's always about what's next. And, and that's kind of always been my mindset. How would you describe How would you describe kind of your leadership style? And is it going to change at all or is it going to push you being a starter? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it really changes anything. Um, you know, obviously, I've, I try to do everything I can to make sure my group of guys is ready to go. Um, and I think the main thing with leadership is it starts with having relationships with your teammates and knowing everybody and knowing 
what gets every everybody on your team motivated. Um, and so I've, I've learned I've learned kind of who my guys are on offense are this year, and I think I, by learning who they are, I can lead I can lead them how I need to lead them. Um, and I think I've done a good job of that, and I'll continue to do that. Sam, you've been around a good mix of better quarterbacks so far. You're some of the NFL coach where I mentioned Jacoby also kind of helping mentor you. What have you been able to take away from him in your, your short time that came with him? Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, I, I definitely got really lucky um, to have a guy like that in my corner. Um, you know, he came here, obviously he came here to compete um, and he's done a really good job. But, you know, not only from him coming here competing, he's also here trying to help me. Um, he's been an awesome guy to have. He's been an awesome friend to me. Um, we have a great relationship, so I'm just super thankful to have a guy like that in the, in the locker room. That's like throwing, throwing the ball at the Deion Brown on the field after, after practice. You guys have obviously come a long way together. Have you had a moment with Deion yet to kind of talk about uh, a little bit where you come from? Nah, not yet. Uh, I'm definitely going to talk to him probably when we get close to the season. Uh, I'm just so proud of Deami and what he's what he's been through in his life. And just we're kind of we both used to talk about things like this, talk about playing in the NFL together. And now we're we're both kind of achieving our dreams. Um, so we're super excited, you know, just to be here together. Um, great guy, great friend of mine. Um, so it's just a blessing that we're doing this together. All right, thanks, so appreciate it, guys. All right, guys, coming up tomorrow, we got another practice out here at Ashburn. Uh, Washington Commanders training camp day number 19, the last day for fans to be in attendance. So, again, if you are in attendance, please stop me if you see me, uh, as long as it's not during 11 on 11. Stop me if you see me, and uh, please make, make sure you say hi. I'm not, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to bite. So if you call out for me and I don't respond, it's because I didn't hear you. I am a little bit hard of hearing uh, from my previous career. Um, so believe me, that's happened a couple times where someone's like, hey, I called out to you. You didn't respond. If, I, if you call out to me and I hear you, I will absolutely take advantage of the opportunity to come say hi and thank you uh, for helping me live my dream out here, guys. Without you, I don't get to leave, live my dream of covering an NFL team. Uh, so I owe all this to you. And so I definitely want to make make time to shake your hand, ask you what your name is, and thank you for for being a part of this whole experience. So coming up tomorrow, we'll be back out here in Ashburn for practice. Until then, if you've got questions, comments, leave them in the YouTube comment section. Hit me up on Twitter. Email me at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or text me directly via subtext by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders want to give a quick public thank you to our newest subtexters jason travis and robbie uh have have joined up since the last time i gave uh, a special public thank you again didn't give one during the sam 48 episode just because i kind of felt like you guys might watch this one more so i wanted to make sure you guys get your credit uh and i and i express my gratitude to you for joining if you want to join them again join subtext.com slash locked on commanders is how you get in on that fun hopefully you guys are enjoying that conversation that experience thank you so much for making me a part of your day part of your football routine until we see each other again please be safe be kind and i'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day